This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to Rothy's for supporting Made for This. Rothy's are machine washable and made to last. For stylish and comfortable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash made for this. Where does God have you? Where has he placed you? I mean, literally, where do you spend most of your time and energy during your day? I don't want you to miss the purpose that God has for you in your place. I don't want you to diminish the impact of where he has given you influence. So we might have to reframe our view of where God has put us and shift our language from, are these places making me happy? To how can you use these places for the good of others and the glory of God? This is one of the most redemptive subjects we'll talk about. The thread of places, the places God has put you. In fact, this is one of my favorite activities because when people do it, they're always surprised at all of the ministry right under their noses. They're rarely thinking to themselves after they do this project, gosh, I should be serving the Lord in Africa or I should be serving the Lord in some different place. They usually are going, wow, I have a lot of places of ministry right in front of me. Jill Briscoe always says, the mission field is the ground beneath your two feet, that that is the mission field God has given you. And I could not agree more. In fact, we know this because of Acts 17 that I quote all the time to you is that he draws the boundary lines of our existence so that perhaps people may feel their way to God, that you are set in your boundary lines, that you are put in your village, in your town, in your college campus dorm, in your apartment complex, in your workplace, in your kid's soccer team, in your kid's school, in your many, many places, your neighborhood, everything that God has put your two feet in, that is where he has called you. And there probably aren't just dozens and dozens of other people there representing Christ. He put you there. And I don't want you to miss all of the plans he has for you exactly there. You see this again and again in scripture that exactly the ground they were, they were in, the places they were in were the places they were supposed to be. Philippians 1, 12 through 14 says this. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me, and this is Paul talking about prison, what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Now, if there's ever been a place in your life where you thought, why am I here? What possible good could come from here? Prison would be up there, right? Like that would be a place you'd think to yourself like, hey, you know what? How is God gonna use this? This feels pretty hopeless and helpless. I would argue, good luck finding a better place of a, being completely stuck, a place that you don't enjoy, and yet. Paul redeemed that place. It wasn't just 
the circumstance. It wasn't just, wow, I'm suffering and, and God's going to use that. Certainly that was part of the story. But it was in this place, I'm going to preach the gospel. In this dark place, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. And he put me here for a reason. Now, Paul, of all people, he was the one building the church. You look at his missionary journeys in the back of your Bible, you can see it, the plots of how he went to different uh, countries. So all through the Middle East and Europe, he, he's going to places and building the church. Of all people to lock in a prison cell, I wouldn't think it would be a good idea to lock Paul there. But a lot of Paul's life is spent not going, but stuck with chains. In fact, you see him writing many of the epistles from house jail where he can't leave and he is confined to a home and he is able to write these letters that now you and I read generations have read and known about Jesus through because he wasn't going because he stayed. And I want you to imagine, I mean, he couldn't, I'm sure, have imagined generations and generations from now people reading those letters, but God knew exactly what he was doing. He wasn't afraid to take the greatest missionary of all time and stick him in a prison cell. Now, many of you, most of you listening to this, don't find yourself in a prison cell today. But you might feel like your job, it feels like one. You might feel like the small town that you live in because of your spouse feels like one. You might feel like the unhappiness you feel at college feels unbearable. And what could God do with me here? And I would just say, you are there for a purpose. Until God calls you somewhere else, until God makes it really clear it's time to go, or your life makes it really clear it's time to do something different, God's called you there. And how are you going to view it? Are you going to view it as, I'm stuck, this is pointless, I do not know what on earth God could have for me here? Or maybe there are purposes beyond what you can see. He has drawn your boundary lines and set you in your boundary lines so that perhaps people may feel their way to God. Some of my favorite ministry happened in the place I was very least happy. We lived in a little small town in Texas, and my husband was a youth pastor, and it was just, it was like lonely years. Those were just years that they weren't my favorites. I'm not a small town girl. Many of you live in a small town. Yay. In fact, you love it. And your little Hallmark movie place, I, yes, I'm so happy for you. I am not a small town girl. I learned it. I was a square peg in a round hole, but we were there for years and we didn't sense God calling us to leave. And I remember they were some of the darkest years of my life, just in general. We were going through our initial round of marriage counseling. This is when I was just so, so desperately lonely in our marriage. We had young kids. Zach was gone all the time doing ministry. It was, it was not my favorite place to be. And yet when I look back at that, my memories actually are not of all the dark, lonely times. They're of a living room full of teenage girls. They're of a car full of teenage girls and going into Dallas to, to go hear a conference. They're of our little youth group and, and being in the back and talking to girls afterwards and hosting a women's Bible study and getting to know women in that small town. It was my least favorite place I've ever lived. No offense, I won't name the small town. There's a lot of people there I still love, but it was some of the most meaningful ministry. In fact, today in Dallas, regularly, girls will find me and they will come up and they will hug me and they will say, oh my gosh, I haven't, I mean, this just happened a few weeks ago. Ruth and Hartog, one of the girls that I discipled in those years, came up and found me and she has young kids now and is married and loving the Lord and in ministry herself doing the work of God now. And it's just so rewarding. 
to know that even though I wasn't happy in those years, God used that place and God used me in that place to love people like Ruth and girls like Camille and Shelby and the dozens of others I got to invest in in those years. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that even though I wasn't happy there, I didn't miss the stories that God had for me there. And I don't want you to miss the stories God has for you. So what you're gonna do this week is you're gonna open up the the page. If, if you're doing this with the book club guide or with the book, you're gonna open up the page that talks about your places. And you're gonna write down all the places you find yourself. You're gonna think about in a course of a week, where do you visit? Where do you frequent? It might be a small grocery store. It might be your church. It might be the sports team your kid is on or that you're on. It might be the place you live. I just want you to write what are the places that that you find yourself in a given week, your job, your school, your whatever you are doing in a given week. Write those places down. And then what we're going to do later in the next week is we're going to look at the people that are in those places because a lot of the places that you're called to minister and the people you're called to minister to are going to be on those two pages. And so I want you to take inventory of them and see like what's right in front of you. What are the places that you visit and the places that, that you find yourself? With Rothy's shoes and bags, you can upgrade your wardrobe in a chic and sustainable way because everything at Rothy's is sustainably made because their signature thread is repurposed from single-use plastic bottles. Rothy's are durable and designed to keep them for a long time. So you can even pop them in the washing machine when they need to be refreshed. I interchange all of my Rothy's shoes, but the favorites that I use and really ignoring all week, actually, I'm looking at them right now, are my tan sneaker. They're the easiest slip-ons, they breathe, and they're great because you can dress them up, you can dress them down. I love that there are dozens of options for color-rich wardrobe staples that you can feel good about wearing. I typically wear a lot of solid colors and denim and just keep it very low key. But what's fun is that with Rothy's, you can re-energize your spring look with some fun colors and bags in an irresistible range of bright hues. Rothy's has 45,000 five-star reviews and counting can't be wrong. They're made to last, machine washable, and keep looking great all year long. For stylish and comfortable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash made for this. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash me for this. Y'all, it's not the place, right? We know that. It's not the place that we find ourselves. It's what we do with the places we find ourselves. It's what we do in the places that we find ourselves that we should be curious about and, and wonder what God wants us to do with these places. Oftentimes, I think where we go wrong is we praise and exalt, and I can be guilty of this too, all of the missionaries in the world that are doing the very dangerous thing, you know, like Katie Davis, and we've talked about her story here. And certainly it inspires all of us. Certainly to watch that inspires us all. But just like Katie, she ends up getting called back to more of a normal Western existence. And that's what's hard for her. It's, it's, this is, wherever God has us. It's not about the thing we think is grand or important or the pulpit or the stage or the book or the, you know, influencer following it. It's really about the places that God has put you. And if if ministry comes up out of that, great, good for you. But I would never prioritize the reach and the influence above the ministry that's happening right in front of you. Everything that I've ever built has come out of ministry that's happening right in front of me with the people that I disciple in real life, my children and the small groups that I lead. 
that's that's where all this stuff has come from. Even this whole study in this book, it started in a little bitty church in Austin, Texas, little bitty. I mean, probably we were in the biggest room and it held a hundred people. And and together we studied the Bible and we looked at at our threads together. And out of that, real life friends and family that were in the room, we built this project. But guys, we tend to think of it the other way around, that God cares about all the big stuff. He cares about the small stuff. He cares about the appointed places that he sets you. And sure, the internet may be one of those places, but that's secondary to Sedalia, Kansas, or or to Boise, Idaho. Though It's all secondary. Like what's happening in Boise is what God cares about because he sets you in Boise. What happens on your college campus is what he cares about because he sets you at the University of Michigan. He sets you there. I know you think you chose it, but the reality is he sets us in our time and in our places. So I want you to imagine what those places mean and what could happen in those places. Are you praying for them? Are you praying for your neighbors? Are you praying for the people that live on your hall and your dorm? Are you praying for the people that you work with day in and day out, the cubicles that are next to you? Are you praying for them by name? Do you know them by name? Do you have relationships with them? Are you praying for... God to move in the places that he's put you. As you pray for that, he's going to give you ideas. He's going to put little sparks that light up those places. He's going to give you an idea that you can't believe that you wouldn't have imagined ever doing. And it's going to be so fun. I'm telling you, this is the stuff that has made my life. Those little sparks that he gives me are the things that have become the fires in my life that I cannot imagine my life without. The passions and the dreams and the stories that he's built because of those little bitty sparks that I just will have this thought or this sense, like maybe we should do this. Those turn into the best stories, my favorite stories. So don't miss it. And I know you can start to overthink this. You can start to think, well, does God want me to move? I don't, I don't know. Am I in the right places? Is this where I'm supposed to be? You know what? I don't want you to do that. I think he's really good at making it clear to you. If, if he's putting a restlessness in you for something different or something new, he's going to make that clear. You're going to know in the right time, you're going to know where to go and what to do. What we're quick to miss is what's right in front of us. What are the places that are right in front of you that you're missing today because you're wondering about what's next? Today, where are you? What are your places? And how could God use you in them? Hey, did you know that you can text Jenny and I and we actually read your text messages and we try to respond as many as we can, but it's just like such a fun way for especially you guys, our podcast fam to ask questions. We send out ideas and stuff for you guys all the time to vote on. So we really consider our, what we call texties, our inner circle of the podcast. If you want to join, get out your phone. You're going to type the word podcast in the message part to the number 214-225-6267. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Podcast.